How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm excited for the show we have lined up today. Now, typically on the Catapulting Commissions podcast, I bring in one guest. We talk sales, sales leadership, or I have a sales entrepreneur, and we talk about what it takes to make their business successful. Today's show brings a husband-wife combination that have grown together both as a couple and as entrepreneurs. So we're going to talk a little bit about Jose and Marissa Ochoa on how they've catapulted their commissions and have changed their financial trajectory through their business that they're working in. So you definitely want to stay tuned to this show. If you have a spouse, this is the show you want her to listen to or him to listen to because we're going to dive in. How do you keep that marriage uh, impact and intact while working in a commission environment where you're paid for your performance? A little bit about Jose and Marissa Ochoa. Jose had spent some time in the trucking industry, also in auto sales before becoming a marketing director along with his wife, Marissa, at PHP Inventura, in Ventura, California to be specific. Marissa, thank you for your services. Spent 10 years in the armed forces as a member of the Air Force where she was in charge and responsibilities included logistics. So, and we're going to talk about, we're going to talk with Marissa and how she made that transition into the PHP industry in Ventura. They are known as the money builders in PHP. Jose, Marissa, welcome to the Catapulting Commission Show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're excited. Good, good. I'm glad to have you guys here. So let's just jump right into this, right? Jose, Marissa, can you help me out and help my audience understand what exactly is PHP and what do you do? So we are in the financial services industry and we tailor more to middle class and lower class of Americans, bringing back life to the insurance industry with life insurance and also helping with retirement accounts and planning. So you help with insurance, life accounts, planning, you serve a certain market. So are you, uh, are you a broker and selling the project? Are you educating people? Are you bringing people on? Like, what exactly is it? Do I come to you and say, hey, I need life insurance. Here, take my money. Or do I come to you and say, hey, I'm looking for an opportunity? Well, that's the beauty of our business because it's a little bit about everything. So when I got introduced into the business, I came in as a a client. I I had a bad accident where I flipped over the big rig and um, my friend Alfredo Garcia, he, he he was already a broker with the company. He saw that I posted on social media that I had an accident. He's like, hey, you need to come in. So I came in. He basically educated me on stuff that no one has ever taught me about. And it just it got my, my brain spinning. And when I listened to it, I, he ended up helping me. And then as soon as I was about to walk out the door with my sales experience, I was kind of teeter-turning. Do I still want to continue truck driving? Or do I want to look at maybe an exit strategy or something different to make more, more income? And um, Alfredo offered me a position and I, I didn't even consult my wife at the time. It was one of those things where like, I know she's going to be okay with me making more money. So I just kind of like signed up and I got on board and then I came home with the news. 
So let me get this straight. You you changed a career. You made a career decision, a career path without consulting your wife. Coming home and you said, hey, honey, we're going to be uh, life insurance reps or, or insurance reps for PHP. Is that correct? Yeah, well, kind of, because she already kind of knew that I was looking. I was looking at going back to school. At the time, I was in disability. Okay. I, I was really hurt from my accident. So um, I was looking for options. I was, you know, and I just stumbled upon one and then I just took action. All right. Marissa, how was that conversation coming home, right? Your husband comes home. He's like, hey, honey, I signed us up for this new new sales business, this new gig. We're not really well versed in it, but we're going to take this on. What did that conversation look like? He told me, um, you're going to come and meet the broker, which was Alfredo. And I was like, okay. Mind you, we had a two-month-old son at the time. So I come in and I liked what he had to show me. I liked the education that he offered and it was part of Jose's training. So part of Jose's training was hands-on listening to the actual words of the business by doing their presentations. So I was his first training and I didn't know that at the time. Um, so going home, I was like, well, hey, you know what? All the power to you. I'll be your supportive spouse because we have a, two, a two-month-old and I was going to focus on staying home and taking care of Levi. And that's how it went. So he was the one that was one foot in, one foot out, didn't know what to do because I wasn't fully on board with it. And then six months later, he took me to one of our national conventions. And that's where I made the decision to go ahead and do this full time with him because of the testimonies from the other leaders in the company that have been doing this six, seven, eight, nine years. And I was like, well, if they can do it with military experience, bartending, sales, servers, real estate, whatever, why can't I? So when we came back, it was it, it was a game changer. I like I like what you said there, right? You so so Jose, if I if I understood correctly, you were halfway in, halfway out. You're like, I'm gonna do this, right? You brought your wife on board and and for about sounds like six months, it was we're in, we're out, you go to your national convention. You get fired up, motivated because you see others and the success they're having. And then you guys band together and say, this is what we're going to do. Is that correct? That's exactly Absolutely. Okay. So since you've banded together and you've made this step moving forward, right? Let's talk a little bit about the marriage. We'll, we'll jump on some sales a little later on the show. So since you've banded together and now you're working together, what challenges have you faced and overcome and what advice would you share with a married couple who wants to get into business together, whether it is, you know, a sales industry, insurance industry, uh, real estate, uh, mortgage loans. I mean, if there's anything, right? When you're in such close proximity to your spouse, how does that work? Well, I think the biggest game changer was that kind of got everything aligned because at first it was like, I was just taking charge and she was just kind of like following. And it was just like, okay, you do, you do, you tell me what to do. but we got recommended a book and, you know, as a man, I'm not a reader, you know, I'm more of a, a listener. So I promised my wife that I would read this book and I would listen to this book. Um, it was uh, seven, five, love languages. five Love Languages. And I can tell you it was just a game changer. Um, with another book leading on top of that was The Mask of Masculinity. Another great book that talks about men and the different masks that they wear. And really after reading that, like I understood, okay, what kind of a spouse do I need to be in business? 
and and a spouse at home because there's times where she's taking up appointments and I got to make sure her home's all right. And, you know, or vice versa. And that was really the biggest thing because we have kids of every age. And if it's not one, it's the other child. If it's not me, then it's a situation she's going through. But the books really help. Just for me, like he said, I kind of just sat back and, and followed his lead just because he had the sales experience. And I, this whole sales, marketing, life insurance was something completely and totally new for me. Um, but I just knew it was going to be something that was going to be great for our family down in the future. And it was going to give us the income that we needed to make those changes for us because we are a big family, you know, and working a nine to five just doesn't cut it when it comes to income. Um, but I had to embrace what his strengths were and also know that, Hey, I can't dictate and tell him what I need him to do. I got to let him kind of figure it out on his own for one. And two was having mentors that kind of guided me and showed me, and would talk to me, hey, just let him be. Hey, just let him be. So once I was able to figure out what he was good at and what I was good at and not nag at him, as you can say, or hey, 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 get to do this, to that, um, it really opened up his ability to excel and, and go forward. And then he embraced what I was good at. And that's where we just knew, okay, this is what your role is and this is what my role is. I like what you said there. I mean, there's there's so much... So much profoundness between what you both said. One, the five uh, languages of love, right? I think that's a phenomenal book. I've read it before, and it's definitely helped um, even strengthen my own current marriage. Massive masculinity, Jose. I definitely have to check that one out. But Marissa, you talked about embracing strengths and having mentors, right? Were these mentors that you had? Were they mentors for uh, for women? Were they mentors for marriage? Were they mentors for the business? And what type of mentor and how did, and what exactly did you gain and learn in that mentorship and, and how are you paying it forward now? So there are mentors that are um, in the business that are in what we do in our company as well. And yes, they are other couples. Um, they both are men and they are women. Um, one thing that I'm grateful for in this opportunity that we have with PHP is that we can share these testimonials when it comes to life, not just business. And when it comes to business, everybody in PHP, we're all a family. So we oftentimes have coupled meetings, coupled webinars, coupled um, anything where other women are teaching other women, hey, as a spouse, this is what we got to do as women. And then there's times where men are doing the same thing or we get together and just in a whole group setting. Hey, well, this is my challenge as a, as a couple. What do you recommend? Um, and paying it forward. I am doing the same to other young married couples, to other young single ladies, to other young single men. Um, but just, you know, living my purpose and my purpose personally is to always to give back. I like what you said there. I think, I think as you drive and you discuss that, um, you know, you talked about mentoring and finding people that are within your business. It sounds like a really uh, tight-knit, familial environment. And that that ring leads a really good point that as sales professionals, as entrepreneurs, right, even if you're in your business by yourself, you're not always by yourself. You're always one phone call, one text away from grabbing a mentor, finding someone and saying, hey, can I bounce an idea off you? Here's what I'm facing. And to hear 
to hear to hear you, Marissa, say that's what you and Jose kind of did, and that's what you did uh, to to bounce off your marriage. That that's that's uh, that's really validating for one of the messages that we preach on the show, and that's that's increasing your network, building a network of warriors. Now, Jose, I want to pick your brain something here on strategy. So. As you you mentioned earlier that, you know, one's going on appointments, one's staying home or vice versa. Let's talk some strategic area. How do you guys plan your schedule for your business? Because if you, you, you know, I mean, sure I don't miss it. I believe you had five, six kids at home and I, right. So you have a family at home that is, you know, that's demanding. I'm a parent as well. So I totally get that. You said of all ages, right. And so I'm assuming you have young to teenagers. For parents that are listening, we we understand the challenges. So how do you structure your day and structure your business through the week to ensure that family life and work life both stay in balance? Well, it was a lot of trial and error for sure because I'm very action-orientated. I'm not organized at all. I'm kind of just go, go, go. I kind of just work with my memory, which is probably one of the biggest mistakes that I ever did. Um, Marissa is very structured. She has to have a plan in place, um, you know, and especially with the kids and whatnot. But the one thing that really helped us is to have a business dinner or a business kind of lunch. And that means, I know right now with COVID, you might not be able to go have, you know, a restaurant and sit down, right? But um, we have this time where we sit down and it's not googly eyes to each other, even though I'm the one that I was always looking for the affection. but it's okay. What, what what went well? What went wrong? And how can we move forward? And and we really break this down and we set our goals in the beginning of the month, you know. And that's how we get a clear vision of what we're going and where we're headed to. And then daily is for me is debriefing at night before bed, and you know debriefing in the and briefing in the morning also. I need that as a reminder so I know because I'm very forgetful. I got a lot of things in my mind that I'm trying to, you know, get going. Um, so that really just helps. It's really the communication is very, very key and understanding when it's I'm husband right now or I'm dad right now or I'm the marketing director and now I'm the business guy right now. And that really has to divide you a lot and there's a lot of respect that we have to both have to each other to understand that if not it's i'm pulling her hair and she's pulling mine you know but if because of that and that trial and error we, we succeeded a lot and we we get aligned and when and we see the results when we get aligned and then when we're not aligned we also see when the results also. for me anthony um i have learned to integrate the two there's really no work and life balance there's no family balance is how can I integrate my family into my business? Because I have five sets of eyes at home looking up at me, at me. How is mom responding to the situation? How is mom acting? What is mom doing? And, and three of our children are women, our girls. So these are future moms. These are, you know, sisters, future leaders. Um, so what am I teaching them? Am I teaching them to always be stressed? Or am I teaching them to embrace whatever we're going through and working through it as a family? So whatever goals we have in business, I go home and, all right, kids, let's sit down and have a family dinner. Let's sit down and have a family talk. These are what our goals are at work. And this is what I'm going to need you guys to do at home so we can accomplish this goal. But at the end, once we accomplish it, what are something 
as far as rewards go, that we can give back to you. Whether it's time, whether it's actual physical materialistic things, but we have to make sure we come through on our word. Um, and I just learned to integrate it all together because if one kid's sick, well, there goes my, there goes my schedule. If I get a phone call, there goes my schedule. So how can I integrate it all together? And that's how I just learned to mesh it all, work together and go through it like that. I like what you said. Both of you have some really great insights. So what I'm hearing is you take this family dynamic, right? And one, Jose, you're, you're bringing this together. You're almost planning your, your family home like a business. Like, hey, we need to be debriefed. We need to have the same thing. And that's what I got from you. And Marissa, the mama bear says, well, there's no separation. We are one. So family is business. Business is family. We're going to get together. The big takeaway I hear from you guys here, and I like it, is by bringing the kids in and letting them know what you're doing, right? Two things. You know, in catapulting commissions, I talk a lot about being held accountable. There's no one that's going to hold you more accountable than your kids. Because if you forget or you say you're going to do something you don't, your kids will remember, right? And, you're, and you talked about it. I have five sets of eyes watching me. So as these eyes are watching me, then... I need to ensure that I'm performing at my best. And I think that's a really great strategy, uh, bringing that family dynamic in one. Not only that, Anthony, but also think about it. Like our 10-year-old ran for vice president of school. Okay. And she ran for, she's like, mom, I'm going to run for vice president. I said, okay, great. What can I do to help you? So we campaigned and we, you know, I worked with her. At the end, she didn't make it. So she's in fourth grade. So she comes home that day and I said, well, how does that make you feel? She says, no, I'm, not, I'm in fourth grade. That just means that I have a better shot next year. So it's teaching them as well how to be resilient and how to turn a negative situation or something that can bring you down into something positive. So it's not just integrating. It's also teaching them, hey, you know, we're going to work through it. We're going to work hard for what we want. And in the end, we're going to be able to have this reward. I like that. I, I definitely think that uh, teaching our kids that how to deal with adversity by having them experience the adversity you experience in business is, is hands down one of the best teachers, right? Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. So let's talk on that teaching subject and training subject. I can't help but notice, right? And if you don't follow Jose or Marissa or the Money Builders, I'll be sure to include those links in the show notes. But I can't help but notice pre-COVID, right? We're during the COVID pandemic, but pre-COVID, I felt like every Instagram story, every Facebook story, I mean, you were training, teaching. There was 80, 70, 100 people in a room screaming, cheering. What's going on? What are you doing there? What are you teaching? Well, when you think about life insurance, people think of a 52-year-old male, you know, Caucasian guy that low energy, 
you know, very structured and whatnot. And that's where PHP differs. We're we're looking for that. Our average agent's what thirty four years old, mm-hmm. and and the one thing about our business now that fifty, I believe, say fifty two to fifty six percent is run by a Latina woman. So it's empowered by women. It's empowered by by moms, by you know sisters, by uh, women with this Wonder Woman alter ego. And and when you get that and you mesh that in into the room, it's the culture that we bring in. So you start getting those twenty one years old that are looking for something better for for that person that maybe like for me, I was a very smart person when I was in high school. I remember at one time I was taking. Uh, three science classes in my senior year. But when I went over to college, college just wasn't for me. It was like the peanuts, and it was like, wah, wah, wah. It just it wasn't for me. Um, and that's what, what that's what PHP is bringing to the table. It's that culture, that young, that camaraderie. Um, you know, we have a lot of veterans in our team, too. And that just brings a whole new level. And that's that's why we have those people. That's what we're That camaraderie, that culture. Um, what we offer here is an opportunity, an opportunity, um, and we breed and create leaders. That's pretty much what you're seeing when we're on stage training others is giving them the tips that we have used and what's worked for us to get us to the point and the level that we're at. So here, even though we're in sales, we encourage and we help and we develop whoever's new. We are title blind and we want everybody to excel and to succeed. There's no, oh, you're gonna you're gonna surpass me or oh I can't teach you something new because you may you may outperform me one day. No, if you do, great, awesome. What else can I help you with? And we're always lending a helping hand to everybody, no matter what office they're coming from, no matter, you know, if it's my competition or not. It's how can I help you? Okay. I like that. I like that. Let's let's talk a little bit about the culture, and then we'll piggyback and talk on the leadership component. So, uh, earlier b- before we started recording, you mentioned you've been in the business three years, right? And you know, you talk about culture, and I'm really big big on culture. I think culture is what keeps people in business, and what keeps people coming back. It's what keeps people going through the peaks and valleys of being in sales, right? You in in you know at PHP, correct me if I'm wrong, your commission, right? It's a commission-based okay. position. So right, no revenue, no money. So there's some peaks and valleys there. So how do you go about creating that culture? If you could tell me, hey, here's the three things, Anthony, that we implement to create this culture at PHP, the money builders in Ventura, what would those three things be? Right. And and be sure whatever you share with me, man, I'm gonna tell the uh, the audience is gonna hear it, and I'm gonna redirect everyone to your to your social media profiles. And I'm telling you, listeners, if you're listening right now, go check out the Money Builders PHP. Right, if this is after COVID, right when when we're allowed to get back in business, you'll see what I'm talking about. Right, these meetings look fired up. Like I want to be there. I just want to be there just to shake hands and run around in circles. I think it looks awesome. <laughs> so, so tell me about it. What are the three keys you're using, or three keys to building that culture at your uh, your agency? Well, one for one, when I first started, I was told it's faith, family, then business. And that as a father, that, that meant a lot to me because I knew that I was never going to have somebody that said, hey, I can't practice my faith or you can kind of miss something for your faith. You know, obviously I'm doing business for my family and there's a lot of carrots that the company gives you like trips, incentives, 
you know, things like that. Like I remember when I first started the business, um, Alfredo told me, Jose, one day you're going to be talking in front of thousands of people. I didn't believe it. It happened. One day you're going to get your promotion and all your kids are going to be walking across the stage. I didn't believe it. Then it happened, you know? And when you mesh those things together, it, it's really just at the end, it, it's, it's a good business. It's good business. It's good, good American business that we need and what strives our economy. And, and that's really the three things that I think really boast our, our culture. I like that. Faith, family, and then business. And I think when you find yourself in an environment that you want to experience faith, family, and business, it makes working fun, which, correct me if I'm wrong, that's why your meetings are fun, right? They, they are fun. Yeah. Yes, fun yeah. and full of energy. So, full of energy. Some people think we just come over here to dance. Like, you know, just, it's, and, and what we're going on and what we really show, it's, it's our pregame. And our pregame, basically, we understand that uh, 80% of our agents, they, they have a full-time job. So when you come into the office at five or six o'clock, you're, you're going through that dread of that whole day. So we found a way to get that blood going and that blood boiling. And for some people, I, I know some of our agents, they just come over here to be a part of the environment. They don't necessarily want to just make income. That's a plus for them. So then they just want to be in a, in a safe environment with uh, like-minded people. And, you know, and, and, you know the, it's, it's just fun because then we start, doing, uh, we start doing our own moves and get our signature moves and going on that way. You know, you guys got to check this out on the Instagram page. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point, Jose. And to my viewers, again, I'll, I'll do another shameless plug. Be sure to check out the Money Builders PHP on Instagram. Links in the show notes. Now, Marissa, you had mentioned that you're building leaders and you're trying to establish and develop in part of this culture is building leadership and leadership traits. Now, I want to I want to kind of piggyback on a few things. I find it really intriguing that you drive into leadership. Earlier in the show, Jose said you're very structured, which those two characteristics come kind of, you know, from that background of spending time in the Air Force and and having them. And and I know from uh, business partners that I've worked with, employees that have worked for me, that that leadership and structure run hand in hand. How are you teaching and developing leaders within your agency? A lot of it is leading by example. So with anything whether it's in your family, whether it's in business, whether it's in your friendship, in your marriage, you can't ask of something if you're not willing to do it yourself. And a lot of the time, our our leadership and whoever is on stage is speaking because of what they're speaking about has obviously worked for them. So it just gives us more moral authority to speak about those things. So it's not just the newest person up there, hey, do this, do that, do this, without anything to show for it. And then if I can do it, then I can teach somebody else to do the same thing. I like that. Lead first, right? Lead by example. Have people follow. Have people dive in. I, I, I dig that. I think that that leadership component you display, you know, piggyback earlier in the interview, it's something your kids are going to follow and your kids are going to implement as they move forward. And I think that's a really, really strong message to share. Now, let's walk through some business stuff here. And we'll wrap this up as we start talking about kind of the business component of it. So let's say someone's interested in finding out, learning more about PHP, right? What does that first step look like? What am I doing? Who am I selling? What, what, what does that whole business component look like? Can you walk me through that? 
So that it's, it consists of about thirty minute video. Okay. Um, it really, I have to really know who I'm sitting down in front of, um, because like for me, I wasn't interested in doing the business. I came in for as a, as a client, you know. So that really just takes on the one on one and feeling for the person. Because um, as we do offer the opportunity to everybody, and we're, I, I like to say that I like to be a little picky with who I do work with because. One thing about my business that I've always learned um, since the beginning that it's a reflection of me. So I got to be careful with who do I do bring on board that this person is a model person because uh, we're leaders in, we're leaders in the community also, especially with social media. Um, it's just so quick. But yeah, it takes about like a 30-minute video of uh, who the company is, you know, where, where we got started and what our vision is in the company, um, the different products that we sell, obviously the comp. The comp is amazing, um, you know, compared to other other companies. Uh, our comp is just amazing and different other products that are out there. And that's really what got me that it was just very simple. It didn't feel like I had to be a salesperson. Good. So you start with this video, right? Kind of runs through the business. Um, I like what you said there about you're not trying to sell something, but more trying to educate, right? Because majority of the people that say yes to a product or service is because you're solving a problem. You, you're, you're providing them with a solution to a problem they have. And and what you're doing right now, what I'm hearing is you're selling them the problem they have, whether they realize they have it or they don't have it, right? Somebody like you, you had a, was a trucking accident. You didn't realize you had a problem until like, crap, I can't yeah. work right now, right? I, uh, I'm i in some, I'm in a, up creek right now. I need to figure this out. So uh, Marissa, let's pick on you. How do you have people see that as a problem? Like what, what does the steps look like for, for someone who comes to you and says, okay, hey, Marissa, maybe I'm not interested in the business, but you know, tell me a little bit about life insurance right now, right? I'm, I'm 37 years old. I'm married. I have three kids at home. You know, wh- why do I need to? I mean, I'm a pretty healthy guy. I have life insurance through my work. How, what does that conversation look like? So most times in those types of scenarios, I put myself in the picture. I said, okay, for an example, let's talk about me here. I'm with my husband. We're here. We're married. I'm driving in a car and I get into an accident and I'm no longer here with him. What's my husband going to do without me? What do you mean? I'm the one that stays home and takes care of the kids and he's out driving in the truck. Who's going to fill my role? Oh, who's going to continue to pay you know, contribute to our household the way I do. Well, well, I didn't think about that. So now let's put you guys in perspective. What would you guys do in those scenarios? Do you have, you know, a suegra, a mom, a tia, a cousin to come come live with you and take care of your kids? Well, no. If you're not working, you know, Mrs. Client, who's going to pay your bills now? If your husband's no longer with you. Oh. So then it's like, crap. Yeah. We need to put something in place. I like that. You're definitely painting that picture, right? And that's that's key. And that's that's one of those sales topics that that is universal, right? We're talking about life insurance right here. And Marissa and Jose are talking about how they paint a picture for their clients to see it. And we share that. And that's one of the things that we run through when we teach people sales. And if you have ever work with me as a, a coach or one of your, as one of my clients, I talk about painting that picture of that problem, whether it is life insurance, whether it is home ownership, whether it is, you know, buying a car or buying my product or service. And, and I'm glad to hear you guys say that you're painting that picture with somebody. So, Jose Marissa, I'm going to finish this thing up here right now. If you can find, right, let's just say we have a brand new young couple that's coming into this business. I want to finish this thing talking about the couple because one, 
I think the the marriage and, and being in business together is a beautiful thing. And I know that that presents challenges and it, it's, it's challenges that we didn't know anticipated. Mm-hmm. Young couple comes to you and says, hey, we want to do what you're doing, right? We're married. We have our first kid at home and we want to join the business. What are the three challenges that they can anticipate in their first 12, 24 months of business? And either one of you guys can answer it. <laughs> you're going to fight. Okay. You're going to fight and you're supposed to because if you're not fighting, then something's wrong. Um, two, you're going to have to learn how to work with each other. You're going to have to learn. And three, there's no other person that I would rather work with and take direction from than my own husband. Those wins are are, are, are beautiful. Like I can say... Every win that we have gone in the business, uh, it's like almost like the birth of our child because we know how much struggle, we know how how, how it hurt. We we know how the the sacrifice that we did, you know, really works because now we're not rented. This is our business. This is our brand. This is our future. This is our kids' future. And that's the reason why when we look at couples, we, we really try to mold those people and leave by the example that we are. I like that. I like a lot what you guys said. It's, it's, it is amazing to hear you say that and put it in perspective, right? You're going to fight, but there's no one else you'd rather fight with. And you're supposed to because you're both passionate about the business, passionate about the income, passionate about the compensation, but more passionate about the family. And, and I think that dynamic as you share is something that we need to have more couples like that. More people need to emulate that. And, and I know for, for myself, right, my wife just started a new business and I've, um, I'm ingrained in her business and I'm helping her, her run with it. And even in the disagreements we have, I sit there and I'm like, there's no one else I wouldn't want to have this disagreement with. I know you think left, I think right. Eventually we'll get to the middle, but you know, it's okay to have some jabs along the way. And I think that that's good for you guys to say that. So if you're just joining in or listening to the show, be sure to go ahead and rewind and start from the beginning because Jose and Marissa show a drop a lot of knowledge on how to be in business with your spouse. Not only in business, but in a sales business. They're on a commission-only industry, the money builders at PHP Inventura. So this is your last chance here on the Catapulting Commission show. Jose and Marissa, who is the ideal person you want to speak to? Someone's going to listen to this show and they're going to be like, dude, I need that. I don't need it. Who does that ideal person look like, your ideal client, and how do they get a hold of you? Moms, single ladies who are looking for something new, who are tired and fed up with where they're at. Um, that's who I love to work with. Um, if you don't fall in that category, but you are still sick and tired of where you're at and want to make a change and want to work for yourself and become something and become somebody, definitely look for us. Jose? Yeah, I, I like the, the old high school athletic guy that's frustrated for not being able to play football or play basketball or that old wrestler. I like that competitive guy because if you're looking for competition and friendly competition, this is definitely the place to be because that's really one of our biggest drives. Um, I'm also looking for that person that's sick and tired of that nine to five. Uh, if you're looking for that change and you want something better and you want to take control of your life and your income, that's the person that I'm looking for. Great. Well, they definitely heard that there, right? Ladies, if you're interested, Marissa's here for you. Fellas, if you have a competitive drive, Jose is here for you. Do they have to quit their job to work with you or can they come work on this as a side hustle or something on the off hours? 
It can be a side hustle. It can be an additional source of income to whatever they're currently doing. They do not need to leave um, their current nine to five. Yeah, I, I never encourage anybody to, to let go of their, their income or their jobs. Um, we have a good business plan in place for that. And uh, we have an exit strategy for you to be able to do that. Fantastic. Well, Catapulti Commission's family, you just heard it right there. If you're in a position where COVID-19 has maybe has changed your income or has caused you to rethink about only having one source of income, Jose and Marissa have an opportunity for you that you may want to just reach out and talk to. At best, at least, worst case scenario, follow Jose and Marissa on social media. I guarantee you their stories from their team meetings will make you want to pick up that phone and call. Jose and Marissa Ochoa out of the PHP agency, Money Builders in Ventura, California. Be sure to connect with them. You'll find all the links. Jose, Marissa, thank you for joining the Catapulting Commission show. Thank you for having us, Anthony. Thank you. Fantastic. I'll talk with you guys soon. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag Catapulting Commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions.